Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Central Virginia Fishing Report with Ethan Martin at Telltellers Fly Shop. How you doing, Ethan? I'm doing great today. How are you doing? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and you know, we've had this kind of warm spell in the mid-Atlantic. It's going to cool off, but it's not going to get too bad. There's going to be a little bit more rain, but uh, what are you seeing on the water? It's actually been a pretty good week so far. I know quite a few people that fished this past weekend, and then uh, a couple guys went out today, and... Pretty much everybody's been catching trout, um, so it's a good time to get out. Uh, looking at the forecast for this week, like you said, it's still warming up a touch here, and so any of those like midday to afternoon time frames, if you have an opportunity, I would for sure try and sneak away from the office and go catch a few trout before everything cools down again, because inevitably it's going to cool down again. Yeah, well, February in Central Virginia, you got to have a little bit of ice on the sides of the river, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ice on the guides occasionally, but of course, you know, most people aren't after that. <laughs> um, but and even on the bigger rivers, I know quite a few people that have been out musky fishing the past um, past week, really. And uh, I know Matt Miles, he got one in the boat. He got a pretty good one today. Um, and so and I know a couple other people just that uh, come to the shop pretty frequently that have been finding fish. So definitely, if that's something that you've wanted to get into or wanted to try, you know, that's. Uh, it's decent now. I'm not going to say, you know, it's the most pleasurable always because it's pretty cold out uh, or can be cold out. Um, but certainly, I mean, if that's something that's on your radar, I wouldn't uh, pass on it for too many more weekends before it gets too hot to fish for them. So. Yeah. And then are you having any folks uh, trying to pry um, any smallmouth out of their wintering holes? Yeah. And actually, I know a couple people that did pretty good uh, this past weekend. Um, they were throwing some spin gear in there with the fly as well. Most, most of those fish were pretty glued towards the bottom, but they actually had a pretty good numbers day. Um, so, it, you know, a good numbers day for February, right, which is always different than a good numbers day in July. Um, but the main thing on that front is still going to be you're primarily boat-oriented. Uh, the guys who are going out wade fishing for them, uh, I don't know any of them because <laughs> uh, it is so cold. So most of the people that I know that are pursuing that uh, are on a, a boat of some kind, um, if that's rafting or, you know, a jet. Um, but yeah, definitely if you're interested in doing that, I would still look towards those deeper holes because they're going to be in or near a lot of their wintering holes. Um, but the, the fun thing I guess I'd say is like, if you're going out musky fishing, then you just bring a couple of small mouth rods just in case somebody wants to throw that. Uh, but you know, from my opinion, like if I'm going to go out and throw streamers and just grind all day, I would rather do that trying to catch a musky than uh, a small mouth. I mean, everybody's different, but that's just my perspective. Yeah. And what are your tips for folks that want to chase hatchery and wild trout? Uh, for the most part, like what I said earlier, if you're going out towards that midday to afternoon, the warmest part of the day, uh, and then a lot of people that have been going out have been catching them on small streamers right on the bottom. Um, if the if you're going after stock trout and they've just been stocked, then stick with patterns that are very bright uh, or attractor style patterns. Uh, if you're fishing to trout that have been in the river system for a little while, most of the time, this time of the year, those trout are on the very bottom of the river. Uh, in a more natural presentation or a more natural fly is going to be a better option for you. Yeah, got it. And got a question for you too from Brent. 
Um, and it kind of dovetails pretty well with what you're talking about. He wanted to get your thoughts on the ideal presentation for micro streamers to trout this time of year. So I would break that to two different categories, like one being a small stream, uh, like a little brook trout stream, and then one being a larger river, like let's just say the South or the Jackson or the Smith. Um, most of the time in both scenarios, how I fish those is uh, pretty much under an indicator, honestly. Um, and micro streamers being like a size 10 or size eight, maybe even or smaller. Um, and I fish those under an indicator and I'll just fish the deepest, biggest holes that I can find and make that fly go as deep down as I can get it. Um, on small streams, that looks just a little bit different because I will use a dry dropper setup. And that's only because occasionally you'll still get a fish that'll come up and whack the dry fly. Um, but you know, I have been known, even if it is cold out that I'll just put on an indicator, uh, like a New Zealand style or yarn indicator, um, and a little tiny, small micro streamer, uh, on a brook trout stream and they will eat them. They'll eat them really actively, honestly. Um, so definitely something worth doing, but for the most part, I'm not like actively retrieving that back to me. I'm pretty much always just casting up and letting that drift through the hole and maybe occasionally lifting the rod tip just to give a little bit of a uh, jig action. Um, but that's usually more of a last resort, uh, over a dead drift presentation. Got it. And so on the, on the micro streamer front, are you fishing them more as bait fish or more as stone flies and large nymphs? Uh, I kind of fish them, you know, this time of the year, I would say it probably resembles more of some sort of big stone fly or something that's just been churned up. Um, but I, I love micro streamers, especially for people that are newer to angling, because you don't have to have a perfect presentation because, you know, the, that trout looking at it may think maybe that's a bait fish or maybe his interpretation of it is maybe that's a stone fly. And so for that reason, I, I really like them. I mean, year round, but particularly this time of year when you don't know exactly what's out in the hatching, um, they're definitely worthy of trying. So it's a very versatile pattern. And so I, I'm all about that versatility every chance I get it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, folks, we love questions on the articulate fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media, whatever's easiest for you. And if we use your question, I'll send you some articulate fly swag. And we're in a drawing for something cool from the shop at the end of the season. And Ethan, before I let you go, you want to let folks know, I know you probably have some classes and stuff going, that and kind of shop hours and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, sure. Uh, we have classes going. We actually have one this week with uh, Matt Riley. He's talking on streamers. So basically everything streamer oriented that you can think of is going to be happening in that class that is in the shop. Um, then we've got a class next month on small stream fly fishing. Um, so we're, if you just keep an eye on the calendar on our website, you'll see that we have a, a class going basically once a month that's on some topic. Uh, and then we have fly tying classes that are going on usually two a month, and then some fly fishing 101s scattered within there. So a couple of different options for you that you can find the dates for. All of that is on the calendar on our website, which is Tailtellers VA. And then if you have questions about that or you just want to see, poke around, you know, what we're doing here at the shop, you can always find us on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, got it. And I think if I remember your newsletter correctly, you also are, you've got a pretty decent sale on streamers to kind of coincide with Matt's class, right? Yes. Yeah. So for everybody that comes on Saturday, we are doing 50% off fly lines because that's one of the biggest complaints I get when people think about streamer fishing is that, 
you know, I don't want to buy a new fly line. So this gives you the opportunity to come to learn from somebody who is very proficient with streamer fishing uh, to get a fly line to do that. And then 40% off all streamers, 50% off all fly lines and 50% off all leader and tippet. So basically if you come to that class, you'll get the knowledge to then get the equipment you need to go out and catch fish on streamers. So if it's something you're interested in, I mean, hundred percent, this is not something that we do all the time. Um, it's really just because I've had a lot of people ask about that. And there's a lot of college students in our area and frankly, hundred dollars for a fly line. A lot of people don't want to swing that in this uh, current economy. So I'm just trying to help people out and get them out catching fish, keeping them happy. So, yeah. And you want to let folks know hours and address. I know you're still closed Sunday and Monday cause you're doing projects, right? Yep. Yeah. So our current hours are every day of the week, pretty much other than Sunday, Monday, we are 10 to five and then Saturdays were nine to five. And that class or most of the classes that we do on Saturdays uh, are typically from 10 in the morning to about 1130. Um, and that includes fly tie nights uh, or fly tying Saturdays. Uh, but we also have some fly tying nights that are on Thursdays. So a couple of different avenues you can get involved uh, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, you owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Ethan. Tight lines.